Hello, beautiful souls. You're listening to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and angel medium, Julie Jancis. As this episode airs, we are in the midst of COVID-19. Friends, this is tough stuff. There is discomfort and frustration for some, loss and grief for others. And while we're not here to minimize anyone's pain, in the midst of all of it, there is also beauty, love, grace, and compassion in the coming together, kind actions, and rebuilding. We can all see so clearly now that what impacts just one person on one side of the world can impact everyone everywhere. We feel oneness and empathy for one another like never before. This is a massive shift, a global awakening. Allow it to shift and awaken you. Know that as you do, we're here for you, to pray with you, to share your stories, to shine some light, and to help in any way we can as you heal. If you'd like to work one-on-one with me, book a distance session, or take the Angel Reiki School online to develop your own unique spiritual gifts. If you want to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly, take my online Angel Communication e-course. Your angels want me to tell you that you're going to be okay. They want you to put together your own spirit team here on earth. A team of people and resources who can help you in every area where you need support. And we hope that you'll make us a part of your earthbound spirit team. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting us be part of your healing journey. Now let's dive into the show. Welcome to the show, everyone. I am here with Dr. David Berselli. He is talking about his angel story today. Dr. David Berselli, he has been on the show before talking about uh, his work as an expert in conflict resolution as the founder of the revolutionary tension and trauma releasing exercises. David, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. So you have an angel story for us today. I'd love to hear it. Well, I'm not exactly sure it's my angel story, but here's the thing. I work with a lot of people, you know, using TRE, and a lot of people have experienced trauma. And many times in the session, as their bodies are starting to release and they're starting to sort of feel more clear, they will say something like, I can feel the energy field is clear. I feel lighter. Some people have said, I can see an angel in the corner of the room or a light. And I can't deny that I don't feel that as well with them when they say that, see? And so because it's their belief system or because it's an experience that we're having, I question it deeper. I say, okay, well, tell me, what is that doing for you then? How is that helping you? What's the message you're getting? So I encourage people into their angel experiences, if you will. And I, because of close proximity to them or whatever, somehow end up getting involved in it and having sensations myself of that. And so I'm always curious that this happens in every country around the world. All different belief systems and different religions doesn't matter. Somehow within humanity itself, and I always stress this, human beings are experiencing things beyond which science can validate. But it's not to dismiss them. 
science has no right to dismiss it just because they can't validate it. Maybe science doesn't have the technology to validate truth. See? So this could be very true. And we don't have, so we shouldn't dismiss it as, oh, that's not true. Because we already know, and in science, the placebo effect is effective 50 to 60% of the time. So you can't say the placebo effect isn't true. It's very true. We don't understand how can it work. How can 50% of the people on the planet get better from a sugar pill? So it's showing us something about humanity. And it's showing us more about humanity as do these angel experiences, shows us more about humanity than science is able to validate. However, we are moving in the direction where we've got this field of physics and the field of religion talking to one another, or the field of energy and spirituality. How could so many people on this planet be doing Reiki, and so many people claim they're being healed from Reiki, and then dismiss Reiki as saying, oh, that's just bunk? Even if Reiki is a placebo effect, you're healing 50% of the people on the planet because of it. So see, we have to give credibility to what you're calling these angel stories. I have experiences I can't explain. I have experiences science can't validate for me, but that doesn't discount the experience as being not true or not real. And so when I'm with these clients, I have these experiences that I cannot explain. I have to, at the end, sit down and say, that really did happen. I do feel different, or I did feel there was light, or I feel lighter, or something happened to me that I cannot deny. The explanation given to me was from my client saying this angel came into the room, or they cleared the energy field. I have a lot of people who pray for me, do energy clearings on me, and that sort of stuff. And many, many times I feel something, and I feel different, even when I don't know they're doing it. So that's my angel story. It's not exactly my specific story as much as it's we have to continue to try to struggle to, to validate or give truth to the expression of angel experiences or stories, even though science and medicine cannot really validate them in their way. You can't discount this as happening in every religion, non-religion, atheists and agnostics, my dear friend. They are included in this because they sometimes have these experiences as well. So what I always try to say is do not discredit this just because we can't figure out what it is, how it happened, or what happened. That's part of being human is living in that realm of question marks. I like that. Now, can you share with us any of the experiences that you've had that you cannot explain? Yeah, I can tell you very clearly. I had experiences that... When I was sitting with a client, the room became so peaceful, it was noticeable. I know what peaceful is. I've had it experienced many times. But how could I say from sensation in my body and from some sort of awareness in my mind, this is more peaceful? This is different. And so how do I say that? And why would I say that? It came to me as a surprise. I wasn't experiencing it or anticipating it. The client never said anything. But all of a sudden, I thought, this is really deeply peaceful. That's, you have to give validation to that, see? The other thing, too, is I've met people around the world, and I always encourage people to think about this. Have you ever met somebody who was different? And I don't know what I mean by it, but I knew I wanted to be around that person. It wasn't what they said. It wasn't anything 
anything that they did to me or anything like that. I could tell the quality of that being. That human being is different, and I want to be around them. So what do I know about that? I call that humility, for lack of a better word. But I found that person so humble, so different from the rest of humanity that I've met, I want to learn from them. Mm-hmm. Now, those experiences that we have in life, we have to stop dismissing them. We have to give validity to those experiences, even though we don't know how to explain them happening, because they're happening all over the world. The majority of humanity is having these experiences that you're calling angel experiences. The majority of humanity is having them. How can we simply dismiss them as scientists and say that they're not real? That's absurd to me. I mean, science makes itself look ridiculous when they dismiss 80% of the population on the planet having these experiences rather than figuring out how can we validate them so that we could maybe potentially even encourage them to happen on the planet. Oh, I love that. I love that. What a different world this would be if we did. Yes. So I'll tell you one person I met like that. Many people know I used to work with Mother Teresa many years ago. Now, I never was attracted to Mother Teresa because of her image and who she was and all that sort of stuff. Somehow that never was intriguing to me. But I do remember one time in the chapel sitting with her and I was sitting next to her. It just happened by accident. We were both alone together in the chapel. We're sitting there praying. So I wasn't doing anything. I was just praying like she was. But then she turned to me and she just started talking. And she was just talking about, you know, hunger and poor people and that sort of thing. So it wasn't anything new in the conversation. But I could feel that that woman somehow inhabited her body and inhabited her belief system completely different from anybody I had ever experienced on the planet. And I was mesmerized. Not by what she was saying. It was a common conversation. But somehow, and I don't know how to say it, my being somehow connected with the depth of this woman. And I thought, she's somebody different on this planet. This woman is so deep inside her humanity that most human beings will never experience what that feels like. And how did I know that? I don't know. But that moment changed my life. Not because it was anything powerful that she said or did or that it was Mother Teresa and she was famous. None of that. It was the experience I had in my own body that caused me to change my life. So there's something happening there. Yeah. I'm wondering, tell us more about this. I want to hear more about Mother Teresa. Well, she was just a person who she really was devoted to trying to experience what is happening to humanity that we even have on this planet, the poorest of the poor. How do we dismiss human beings? And how wrong that is to dismiss even one person on this planet. And she devoted her life to really treating human beings equal. So it didn't matter whether she was talking to the president of the United States or to a beggar off the street who was full of filth. She actually treated them exactly the same way. And so that's what she showed me, that when we reach the depth of our humanity, there is no distinction among human beings. We are equally human. It doesn't matter what the social circumstances put us in, whether rich or poor. That makes no difference to us. We're a human species, and 
we need the compassion that we have to show to the poor person. We all need that experience as much as the, um, the respect that we show to a rich or powerful person. We need to have all these experiences so that we show the same respect to the poor person as we do to the powerful person. And we show the same humility to the rich person as we do to the poor person. We have to show humanity equally to all human beings. That's what I think she really taught me. Okay, so this is something that I'm going to be really honest and open with with the listeners right now. This is something that I'm working on because if you've ever listened to Eckhart Tolle, he talks about this too. Uh, And Oprah talks about it a lot where she'll say, you know, when she first called to ask him to be on the show or tell him that he was his book was picked to be in her book club in the 90s. He was like, okay, you know, and uh, he didn't have the normal reaction, she said, that she normally got. And I'm so doing my work, right? As um, I think as teachers, we are always students as well. And yet a couple of things have unfolded this year. But I still think like if I was to get a call from Oprah, I would be flipping out, you know, running around the house. And I don't want to be that way. I want to have that same view. I'm just not there yet. Right. So I'm honest with that. But I had this aha moment where We were looking this last year. We've lived in our house for 11, 12 years now, and it's a modest house, right? It's a 1970s tri-level house, and we've decorated it. It's really cute cottage, but we looked at getting a bigger house, and I was driving down my street, my subdivision, and we chose not to get a a new house. We chose to stay in ours because we don't need that much space, right? And Spirit, as I was driving back through my neighborhood after making this decision, said, your soul is here to serve others. And this subdivision is a constant reminder of that for you. And this is where you are supposed to be and to surrender to being in this subdivision. And I really felt that and I feel this pull within me to continue working on this lesson uh, because hopefully one day I do get that call from Oprah and uh, I can have a more Eckhart Tolle response. Um, But I don't think I would have that right now. But I think that's beautiful because I think that's the truth. We all get excited. Oh, Oprah's going to call or the president's calling me or whatever, whoever we're excited about. It's naturally human to do that. But at a certain point, it is true. All human beings become beautiful human beings. And it isn't their title or their position or anything like that, that even has any meaning at all. And I think that I believe every human person is genetically designed to get to that state. Mm-hmm. See, when you said your purpose is to serve humanity, I'm questioning, isn't that the purpose of every human being? Now, we all do it in our different ways, and we all do it more or less. I think we as a human being, me as an individual, I feel in me, it genetically encoded, or it's my soul, or whatever you want to call it, that I am connected to you, and every other human on the planet 
and not only humans, but obviously plants, animals, and the planet itself. And somehow I cannot inhabit my fullness and feel that inner peace that we first talked about at the beginning of the show unless I can feel that I am interconnected. I think that's part of that fulfillment and inner peace. I, I absolutely agree. And just to kind of clarify for everybody listening, I, I really believe that what I've learned in doing this podcast is that there's so many people who come through a spiritual awakening who think, well, that's it. You know, you have the spiritual awakening and now I'm just supposed to be perfect. And it's not that way. So what I love about spirit is they work with me all the time to say, hey, be honest with this. Share where you're lacking on the podcast so that other people know spiritual awakening is just the beginning. And then we start to do our work and we start to work on ourselves. And what I was trying to explain before is I know in my head, because they preach it all the time and I truly see it and feel it, that every single soul is the exact same worth on the other side. And here, it's not aligning yet with the physical energy of my body. If we thought of, you know, if people believe in, in uh, that we come here from for some reason and from some other place, there would be a lot of um, validity to say, okay, well, we're going to create 100 million poor people so that we can all learn compassion. See, they have something to teach us. We're going to have 100 million rich people so that we can all learn that rich is beautiful and joyful and pleasant, but it's not fully satisfying. It's like every person has purpose on this planet. And when we can get to that place, and I always keep calling it humility. It's the only word that sort of fits me. Have you ever met somebody who you thought was humble? And if you have, how did you know that? How do, where is humility in your body? How do you feel that as an experience? But yet I've gone all over the planet and used the word and everybody understood it and says, yes, I've met somebody who was humble. Have you ever had a, an experience where you were humble? Yeah. People can say yes to it, but yet we still can't identify humility. But mm -hmm. we can say, I know it. I know it as an experience, see? And so I think that's the place where we can say, I felt brought down to the place of oneness with all of humanity. Mm. Yes, I love that. Oh, Dr. David Berselli, it is always amazing chatting with you. Um, you know what I got to ask you? Why does the other side keep showing me Italy? I only, I would guess maybe because that's where my family's from, from Sicily. Okay. Um, and I love Italy, and I have a strong Italian sort of uh, connection. And is that on your mom's side? Your mom's on the other side? Yes. Okay. And dad's on the other side as well? Dad's, yes. They both have passed away. Okay. Because they're both coming forward, and they're both just honoring your work. Was your dad an academic? He just really shows me his love for intelligence. I feel like he's got a lot of books over there. And I feel like as a part of your spiritual team, he's helping with that arena. Well, it's interesting. My dad wasn't an academic, but he really loved it. He never had the chance to do it. See, he had to work to raise five children and it was during difficult times. And he worked really as a coal miner and a steel mill worker. So it's like he was a backbreaker guy, but he always supported us in our education all the time. He just never had the opportunity to do it. So maybe now he's getting his chance. Yes, absolutely. I want to ask you about this too. 
who is, and it could be here on earth, but there's a younger female. And uh, I don't know if you have a daughter or if there's a niece in the family, but your mom has shown me her three times. So I know she wants to talk about her. Well, I don't know. I have several nieces, so I'm not sure. Is one of them going to college right now? Or making a big career change because um, she's showing me somebody with a lot of growth and who's, it's really focused on their career and the direction that they're going. I feel like uh, this younger woman has a lot of anxiety, maybe even feels like um, she's concerned about making a wrong decision. And it's like, She's got this perfectionist quality of if she makes that wrong decision, then everything that she does here is kaput. And grandma's coming through or, you know, your mom's coming through to really say, slow down. You know, you're, you're going to ahead of yourself. She wants her to just kind of know that it doesn't matter. There aren't any mistakes here. Your mom is talking about how whatever pathway we choose to take, it's all going to, they can funnel it back to the lessons we need to learn. And so she wants her to know and have this really peace in her heart that she's going to do everything that she came here to do. She said the future is already set. She had me write the word future. Uh, The future's already set and you've already done all the work that you're supposed to do. Oh, good. Well, thank you. I'll let her know that there's one niece that came to mind, although I don't want to say her name, but I'll (laughs) let her know that and see if, if, if she identifies with that. Yeah. And can you um, tell me, because your your mom's going further into this, can you see her doing some of the work that you do or writing books? Because there's some linkage. She's tying your career to this person's career. And your mom's making me feel like you're supposed to do some mentorship with her. She has a lot of growth potential and she has a lot of potential to kind of pick up the baton where you left off. Oh, that's interesting. Well, she hasn't expressed an interest in it right now, but that's not to say she isn't Mm -hmm. um, interested in it. I don't know. I have to talk to her. I haven't talked to her for a while, but yeah, reach out. Let me know how it goes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I will. (laughs) Your parents are so, so proud of you. Your mom makes me feel like like that's my boy, right? Like he yeah. got it right. He did everything he came here to do. And he, he, you're not done yet. She just said, don't make it sound that way. He's going to think that he's done. He's not done. I feel like you're the type of person who's not going to settle down and just do nothing that you're always kind of tinkering with different ideas and concepts. And you're going to continue that. When I look at a soul though, who is here to fulfill their purpose and serve a lot of people, you can see over the person's shoulder this uh, light up of orbs right behind Uh them. And it's all the souls that they are here to help. And it's all lit up behind you. Wow. Wow. Well, thank you for that. That's delightful to hear. Oh, good. Good. Dr. David, thank you so, so much for being on the show. Tell people where they can visit you if they want to learn more about TRE and your books and all the work that you do. Okay. You can go to my website, which is traumaprevention.com. And if you want more sort of visual understanding, go to my YouTube channel, David Berselli, or my Facebook channel. And my YouTube channel, you'll see lots of 
people experiencing the tremor mechanism and then talking about it from their own personal perspective. And that helps people understand how to make it uniquely individual to their, to their own experience. Fantastic. Thank you again so much for your time. Thank you, too. Friends, if you'd like to hear from your angels and loved ones on the other side, book a one-on-one session via phone, FaceTime, or Zoom. You can also work with me one-on-one when you register to take the Angel Reiki School online to develop and use your own unique spiritual gifts. If you're just looking to be able to connect with your own personal angels, the Angel Communication online course will teach you how to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly. Friends, if you get benefit from this podcast, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and ask a friend to listen. Don't forget to look in the show notes to see the winner of this month's free drawing. You're entered into the drawing when you write a five-star positive review and email it over to us so that we know how to contact you when you win. Now, if you have time, I want you to pause and do some energy work with me for a moment to lighten, clear, and reset your own energy. To start, I want you to take two deep breaths. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Friends, as I walk you through this, I want you to use your imagination as an energy tool. Friends, your imagination isn't something that's not real. Your imagination is what every human being uses to create physical reality. How does a painter know what to paint? How does a sculptor know what to sculpt? How does a writer know what to write? They see it all within their mind, within the imagination, before it flows through them and is created within physical reality. Friends, I want you to start by seeing yourself surrounded by thousands of angels. These are all angels that work directly for God and they circle around you. They have this light, airy, warm, yummy presence to them. And my friends, they are simply pure love and they radiate their love from their being to yours. I want you to take a moment to just breathe deeply in and out as you see and feel the presence of all of these angels surrounding you, sending their love and light energy to you. next I want you to see yourself surrounded by your loved ones on the other side your angels haven't gone anywhere they're still right there but now steps in your loved ones on the other side greet them welcome them take a moment within your imagination to give them the biggest hug and kiss 
Friends, as we do this healing work together, I want you to see that every single being that is surrounding you is just surrounding you because they are connected to God and they want to help you as a soul here on earth to lift your energy, to make it lighter, to take any heaviness out of your aura, chakras, and body. In order for them to help you with this, what I want you to do is voice to them. See yourself in your imagination telling your angels, your loved ones on the other side, God energy of course is there too. Tell them what you are afraid of. I want you to be specific and explain your fears to them now. Now friends, I want you to see your loved ones and angels on the other side comforting you, holding you, wiping away your tears. I want you to see them telling you that you're going to be okay. Your family is going to be okay. I want you to see them showing you in their way from the other side that they are there helping you every step of the way and that they will never, ever leave your side. Friends, I want you to see or feel God energy, this pure white radiant light pouring down from above over you. And as you feel this pure love and light, this gentle waterfall just pouring over your head, filling your body, filling your auric field to the outside of you, filling every inch of your being around you. I want you to feel that as this light energy comes in, the highest vibration that is as it gently pours into your being, I want you to feel how all the heaviness within you just releases. With the snap of your finger, God takes every ounce of heavy, low vibrational energy within you. And with that snap of the finger, God turns all of it into the highest vibration, love, light energy. Friends, I want you to imagine within your imagination, your DNA strand. Now the way that spirit shows me the DNA and what it looks like is if you could imagine that double helix and that within that double helix are millions or billions of doors and windows. And those doors and windows open and close. And as they do, some serve your highest health and good 
Some do not. What I want you to do is say this prayer with me. My friends, this energy work does not have to take a lot of time. You're going to hear me say, use the snap of your fingers because within that snap of the fingers, your intention shifts the energy within your body. So you can say it, but please believe it. Know like you know like you know within your heart that you are changing the energy, the frequency within you to be pure, complete health. So say this little prayer with me now. God, please close all the doors and windows to my DNA that don't serve my highest health. With a snap of your fingers, see those doors and windows close. And God, please open all the doors and windows to my DNA that do serve my highest health. See those doors and windows open with a snap of your fingers. What I want you to do now is see yourself healthier than ever come September of this year. Daydream, visualize about what that health looks like and feels like to you within your body come September of this year. Take a moment to do this work right now and I'll come back to you with my voice in one minute. Friends, I want you to believe like you believe like you believe that you, your family, your friends, you are protected. You are safe. You are secure. Your angels are looking out for you. God is looking out for you. Your loved ones are looking out for you. See yourself as healthier than ever come September of this year. Now I want you to pray with me for a moment for everyone else. God Please protect our nurses, doctors, and all healthcare professionals around the world. God, may you give each of them strength and protect them. God, please also protect all people who work in grocery stores, food service, or delivery. God, may you give each of them the strength and protection that they need. For all people who are suffering from COVID-19 themselves, God, may you take care of them and heal all who are able to be healed. Surround them with your divine protection. Surround them with angels and help every cell within their body to become completely 100% healthy again. God, for every person who has lost a job or had their income reduced, please clearly show them the path to healing, safety, security, Whisper to them in their hearts the direction that you would have them go. God, for every child on this planet, 
please help them to receive the attention, love, nurturing, and care that they so desperately need. God, please surround them with angels and allow them to feel the divine presence of your love and warmth. For those filled with hatred, God, we ask you to transmute that hate within their hearts into love energy, and we ask you to open up their hearts to make shifts and positive changes to help them raise their vibration. And everyone who is helping with the COVID-19 effort or response in some way, God, please be with each person who needs your strength. Clearly guide them and protect them with whatever they need at this time. Friends, finally, I want you to visualize Thanksgiving of this year. I want you to take a moment of silence to experience this daydream within your mind. See every single family member and friend and loved one there at the dinner table. See them happy, healthy. Feel the gratitude of this Thanksgiving beyond any other Thanksgiving in the past. Gratitude for being all together. Gratitude for all being healthy. Gratitude for the lessons learned. Gratitude for the relationships that grew deeper and the love that is between you all. Again, my friends, see your spirit team on the other side telling you that you are going to be okay. See them helping you. My friends, God loves you. Your spirit team loves you. I love you. Open up your heart like French doors to all of the unexpected blessings that they're trying to bring into your life right now. May you go forth with your day feeling lighter, and living in the high vibration that is God. Go forth in your day, surrounded by angels and your spirit team on the other side protecting you. Allow yourself to just be. Allow yourself to live in the high vibrational frequency that is God and carry it with you throughout your day. Friends, I have to have a disclaimer at the end. This podcast is to educate, inspire, and entertain you on your personal journey towards health and happiness. It is not intended to replace care best provided by qualified professionals, and it is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.